Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're talking burnout. Now, This is something I've heard across the board, whether it's people feeling burnout, feeling the start of burnout, or, and this one I found interesting, people afraid to go after what they want because they're afraid of hitting a burnout wall. Now, I wanted to speak into this because I believe, I've said this on the podcast before, I believe that when I hear (laughs) something, I believe that when I hear something over and over again, there's a reason. There's a reason, maybe it means that someone, there's a group of people listening to this that are really feeling it. Maybe it means you listening to this are afraid to go after what you want because you felt burnout before and it's awful, it's horrible, it's a feeling you don't want to feel again. And so instead of going after something with these big goals, these big actions, these big massive actions, we like to stay in our comfort zone because it's the devil we know. And... I really wanted to talk about burnout today. So before we dive into today's burnout meat, if you will, um, I wanted to share something I normally share at the end of the episode, which is our segments of what got in my own way this week and what's a small goal worth celebrating. Now, the thing that I've realized doing many, many episodes of this podcast is that they always go hand in hand. And this morning I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, No wonder they always go hand in hand because even the small goals, even the small goals, even the bigger goals, even the medium goals that we celebrate, that we go after, that we get to achieve, do not come without hardship. And so I think that there's a reason that always the small goal we're celebrating and the how I got in my own way this week are so tied. And the the reason I, I see that is because Even when we go after goals, even myself as a goal-setting expert who knows how to chunk down goals so specifically, who knows exactly how to get to them, and who knows casual fuck ton about motivation, I still get in my own way sometimes. But the big, big, big caveat here is I know how to break through that. I know how to catch it. I know how to um, notice when it's happening and be like, up, 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 no, no, we don't do that anymore, and adjust from there. So... I wanted to bring up this story that happened this past week, which was I last week thought of an idea, an idea that almost felt like my entire body was ready to roll. It was like, do something about this now. This is such a good idea. You have to go after this. Go, go, go. And so I presented it to someone without even thinking it through, to be honest. And it was probably someone that, quite frankly, I should have really thought it through to present it to them. But I took action. I I was gutsy. I was hella confident. Because I didn't allow that imposter syndrome that, well, you're not really good enough for this. Or, oh, well, are you sure that's a good idea? I didn't let those voices in because, quite frankly, there wasn't time. I just acted. And that person took this idea and said, I like this. Let's roll with it. Let's draft up something. Let's present it and see what happens. Now, the presentation for this was about a week after that initial meeting. 
And can I just say, my imposter syndrome rode a new one. It was alive and well, like it has never in my life been before. And I was actually on the phone with my dad and who most of you guys know because I talk about him on the podcast because he's been one of the most influential people in my life, um, the OG life coach Baker. And I was talking to him through this proposal and he could just tell there was something in my voice that he could just tell that imposter syndrome was getting to me. And he asked me basically like, what's going on in your head? And I just erupted into tears. I said, I'm not good enough for this. There's no way anyone's going to take me seriously on this. Why did I even bother presenting this? That was so stupid. That seemed so reckless. That was so childish to think that this would be an idea that I could even do. I mean, these were phrases that I have not said in years, if honestly ever. And on that call with my dad, telling him all these things, saying all this negative language, asking myself terrible questions and all the stuff that I know, quote unquote, better, but I was doing it anyway, because I was caught up in the emotion of the moment. And I was really listening to my imposter syndrome. I was letting it be in the driver's seat. And my dad let me get it all out. And then he was asking me, he was like, there's a reason you thought of this. There's a reason you acted on this so quickly. There's a reason it felt so powerful and so incredibly like a must. It must happen. And I I said, yeah, there was. And he said, was? And I said, oh my God, the reason I've gotten so in my head is because I've made it about myself. Hear me on this. I made it about myself my worth, my skills, my joy, my fulfillment, my teachings. I made it about me. But when I first had this idea, it was not it was not about me in the slightest. It was about them. It was about others. It was about coaching. It was about giving. It was about giving, 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 serving, changing lives in a capacity that I've never changed them before. And then I switched that. I said, I'm, pay- I'm focusing on me when in actuality, when I focus on them, on service, imposter syndrome does not exist in my body. And so I went after this. I presented it and it's going forward to the next round. So why I'm sharing this with you is because a lot of the reason we get in our head about imposter syndrome is because we make it about ourselves. We make it about me. But when we focus on what impact, what value, what joy, creation, experience, laughter, whatever it could be, that you could give to someone else, when you focus on them, imposter syndrome does not have a seat at the table. So I know this episode's on burnout, but I wanted to speak into that for a second. And the small goal we're celebrating is that I freaking did it. I presented it confidently, powerfully, knowing that this is something so worth it to so many people, whether it gets finalized or not. Here's the cool part. When I presented that, both rounds, the initial um, quote unquote, maybe a little reckless round and the methodical five-page <laughs> five proposal, when I presented both of those rounds, I built a muscle. I started honing in and seriously building a muscle. And here's the cool part. Since doing that first initial proposal, I reached out to 10 more people about doing something similar. Fearlessly excitedly because I made it about service and not about myself. And so by building that muscle, building that muscle of being able to speak out and present ideas to the table, that muscle is now invaluable and is now allowing me to play at a level that, to be honest, I have never freaking played at before. So the reason I am sharing this with you is because I want you to know that just doing one thing, 
one thing that will get you wildly out of your comfort zone. One thing that will get you into service rather than imposter syndrome and selfishness. One thing to get you out of your own freaking head. Your head is presenting a reality to you that is not even close to actually what's happening. When you get out of that, you start building a muscle unlike anything you've ever built before. And here's the best part. You get to start helping others. So I don't know what this looks like for you personally. If it's applying for grad school, if it's starting a business, if it's starting a podcast, starting a blog, starting a health journey, make it about the others that are going to be impacted along the way. And I guarantee you that imposter syndrome is going to simmer down. So without further ado, let's dive into today's full topic. Because <laughs> imposter syndrome is not even what we're talking about today. But I will say burnout and imposter syndrome are not mutually exclusive. Sometimes imposter syndrome can lead to burnout. Sometimes burnout and the exhaustion can allow your mind to say some very unkind things about yourself that will lead to imposter syndrome. First of all, what the heck even is burnout? We all hear this word constantly. We know it means exhaustion, but what else? Why? Why does it mean exhaustion? So I'm totally pulling one out of the do not do this in your third grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, 10th grade um, MLA fucking outline format of paragraph essay thing. Can you tell I did really well in English? So I'm totally pulling out something that you're not supposed to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. So the definition of burnout is quite literally this. Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and dun-dun-dun, unable to meet consistent demands. That is the consistent demands you put on yourself and the consistent demands you think others are putting on you. Those are both things. And of course, the consistent demands that maybe a boss or maybe a parent or some mentor figure is putting on you as well. But most of the time, perfectionists. We put so much pressure on ourselves to act a certain way, be a certain way all the time, be on all the time. Be perfect all the time. And those consistent demands lead to that prolonged stress, which leads to burnout. So here's something I personally did not know, is that burnout has 12 stages. Now, I got this from, where did I get this from? I got this from Healthline, uh, which is a website. So, you know, if it's wrong, blame them. But I I was really interested in how these 12 weave into one another because I've never heard it broken down this way. And especially starting off this way, which number one is excessive drive and ambition. So this is common for people maybe starting a new job, starting a new goal, going after a new um, big task that's requiring a lot of internal motivation and standards put on themselves. Number two, and you guys know this one well which is pushing yourself to work harder. There's a word that is especially, especially important in there, and that is pushing. Now, here's the deal. When we're in alignment, when we're in alignment with the things that we want, with the things we want to accomplish, that we want to do for the better of humanity and for our mission and for our purpose, we're not pushing ourselves to work harder. We're being pulled towards that outcome. There's a big difference there. This is when we're pushing ourselves. Now, number three, neglecting your own needs. My people pleasers in the room, listen up. You know this one well. Very well, in fact. In fact, you might be doing it right freaking now. So please hear me on this. This is number three of 12 but you're putting this so incredibly high on the importance chart that it is draining most of your energy, neglecting your own freaking needs. Number four, 
displacement of conflict. Instead of actually acknowledging that you're pushing yourself to the max, you start blaming people. Your boss, your lack of sleep, your sleep schedule, your insomnia. You start blaming your nutrition, your diet, your finances. You start blaming your partner, your friends, your roommates. But you start throwing blame onto anyone you can attach it to. Now, this can be excessive blame where you confront them and you get angry or you start acting really um, disconnected to them. Or this can be as simple as just feeling that like, like twinge of anger. But you're a perfectionist. You have to be perfect all the time. So you can't feel that anger. So you push it down. And then it comes back up, that tightness, that like, ugh, then you push it back down. Number five, no time for non-work-related needs. Here we go. You begin to withdraw from your friends, from your family, from your partner, from your loved ones. Now, this doesn't mean you have to spend all your time withdrawing from them. And unless you're doing that, that does not mean you're in burnout. This means emotionally, spiritually. If you're with them, but your mind's in work, this counts. This counts. If you're with your partner, you're sitting on the couch, you're watching a TV show, you're snuggled up to them, you just had an amazing dinner, but you're thinking about all the things that you need to do at work, you are not currently with your partner. You're with work. Number six is the big D. (laughs) denial. You start to deny that you're feeling these things. And that's when the whole like, you should, you should be working harder. You should be pushing yourself more. You start to blame others for getting in the way. You start to blame maybe yourself for not pushing as hard. Notice the word that keeps coming up. And instead of actually taking responsibility and doing self-care and being good and kind to yourself, which we'll get into those in a second, you start to blame and blame and blame more. Because when we blame and we release that energy onto someone else, that gives us a little burst of energy to keep pushing. Number seven, withdrawal. Completely withdrawing from friends, from family, from social invitations to when we used to have parties or used to have like drinks with friends because Lord knows the last time we did that. I mean, now, especially with like Zoom meetings, a lot of, I've noticed this across the freaking board. People are burnt out on virtual meetings, virtual hangouts, virtual games. This counts. Withdrawing from anything that you previously would have found enjoyable, excited about, elated, re-energized from. Number eight, behavioral changes. To be honest, All of these are freaking behavioral changes. But this is where they really outlined that burnout becomes more aggressive. Burnout becomes a little bit more like you're snapping at the drop of a hat. And again, for people pleasers, I know sometimes that can be like, I would never, I would never do that. Oh my goodness, never. What about snapping at yourself? Because you count too. Snapping at the tiniest little things. Maybe you... um, I don't know, you're stirring your coffee and you put the spoon in the sink, but then you realize you needed to stir your coffee again and fuck, the spoon is already in the sink. You worthless piece of shit. How dare you already put that spoon in the sink? (laughs) I'm using this as a real life example, by the way. You might laugh. You might be like, that's nothing. But people beat up themselves over the stupidest little things all the time. Starting here. Nine, depolarization. This is when not only withdrawal is happening, but detachment. Withdrawal is your physical being, not being with them. Withdrawing your physical nature. Detachment is your mental and spiritual nature. Detaching literally your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your drive, your passion towards the things that you used to love detaching them completely. Number 10, almost there. Enter emptiness or anxiety. Honestly, and (laughs) my fellow overachievers, you're probably surprised to see that anxiety is so low. I was too. I would have thought anxiety would have been like number four (laughs) because on my burnout chart, that's where anxiety lies. However, 
you also might skip some steps or go through some within like five seconds. You might have burnout so second nature where you literally go from number one, number two, number four, anxiety. (laughs) Like (laughs) it might be such a pattern that you skip all these steps in the middle and your brain's just like, that's a waste of time. Let's just go straight to the anxiety and the burnout and get this over with. (laughs) So anxiety here, you know that feeling, you know it so well. And if you don't know that feeling, you don't know it, then maybe it's through feeling empty, feeling such a lack of determination and drive that it's just emptiness. Which, by the way, that's a scary fucking feeling, feeling empty. It's really scary, especially especially for overachievers, especially for perfectionists who rely on that burning desire to be motivated, to be perfect, to be filled with something. So when that part of our identity is shut down, that's really scary. Last two, number 11, depression. They said here, life loses meaning and you begin to feel hopeless. Hopeless. I don't know if I can think of a scarier word. And last but not least, number 12, mental or physical collapse. This is literally where you are not able to cope anymore. If you have gotten to level 12, I'm so sorry. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. This is where mental health attention is not only necessary, but immediately necessary. So like I said, these don't have to go in a particular order every single time. Burnout can sometimes be steps one through three and then you've already felt burnout. Your body might be so used to this feeling, which by the way, welcome to the freaking 21st century. We literally are a society that relies on the energy from burnout steps one through three, which are reminder, excessive drive and ambition, pushing yourself to work harder and neglecting your own needs. We are a society that literally drives ourselves based off of those three things. And the reason I need this episode to come out 58 episodes ago (laughs) is to be honest that I cannot stand that that's the pattern of society. And it's one of my major missions in life to make it so that people don't feel like going after something greater than themselves, going after a goal, going after an exciting new chapter in their life is an automatic one-way ticket to burnout. Instead, instead of feeling burnout, instead of feeling like you need to excessively make yourself driven and excessive amounts of ambition, you need to push yourself harder, 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 harder. You need to neglect your own needs because this thing needs to happen and you need to make it happen now. That's just, it's not going to ha- It's not going to work that way. My goal, my goal in freaking life, my mission in life is to go after goals in almost the exact opposite, where yes, you're feeling driven, but it's from an inner desire, motivation, passion, need to be pulled towards something greater than yourself, to not feel like you need to push yourself harder, but to feel like you're literally being pulled towards this thing that's happening for you that you are making happen for you. And of course, that you're putting your needs freaking first so that you're able to pour everything you have into other people. Now, I've talked about this a few times. This has been my, that was my goal of last year was to learn how to fill up my cup so much that now it feels like I'm able to go into this year and flood over into everything. It's what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode. I'm playing at a level bigger than I ever have before, but that's because I put this plate in place here. I put this in place. And I'll do an entire episode sometimes on what I am doing right now to fill up my cup. But for right now, for time's sake, because that could be a freaking hour, um, I'll, I'll skip over that for now. But I'm literally filling up my cup so consistently. I'm doubling down on filling up my own cup so that it's just overflow, overflow, overflow. And so it's, again, I'm being pulled towards my goals, not pushing myself, this empty vessel towards them. I hope you guys are hearing a major difference here because they're so, so, so important. So 
I want you to ask yourself, if you are on the road to burnout, if you're feeling burnout, if you've felt burnout before and you're afraid to go after something because you're afraid of feeling that feeling again, ask yourself this now. You may be on the road to burnout if maybe every day feels like a bad day or caring about your home, your life, um, your people feels almost exhausting, feels almost like a burden or waste of energy if you feel exhausted all the time. If the majority of your day, also this is a big one, if the majority of your day is spent on tasks that you feel are mundane, draining, literally sign up for a discovery call with me. I want, I will help, please. I want to help you with that because that is such an important one. Please, please, please. You deserve to have every single day be filled with tasks that make you excited, that make you feel like you're overflowing with passion and drive and ambition and motivation to go after these things. But it's, again, it's not from a place of push. It's from a place of, I fucking love this. This is the best. Please, Seriously, I've seen this happen again. Literally, most of my clients come to me with this one, feeling like the day-to-day is just so freaking hard. And we come up with things that will make the day-to-day be exciting, so freaking exciting. So please schedule a call with me if that is something you are feeling right now. I do free 30-minute calls. The link is in the description below. This is so important here. I'm not here to be like, Buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. It's a free 30-minute call. This is a feeling I want no one to ever feel ever freaking again because you have control over it. But sometimes we're so in our own way that we can't see it. So we need help. We need someone to guide us. We need someone to direct us. That's part of being a human being. I want you to really ask yourself if these are things that you are feeling. And if they are, or if you are... Um, you could really see that happening very much in the future. Let's talk now. Let's shift gears and talk about how can we prevent this? Because I think we've nailed the freaking hammer on the nail with the head and the thing in the wall. We've nailed what burnout is. We've talked about it. And I can like, I this is, sounds so woo-woo-y, but I can feel that this is something that we don't hear broken down very often. We don't hear talked about enough in this detail because it's become so normalized. We've normalized feeling burnout. In fact, (laughs) we literally have glorified the feeling of burnout. And that means that you're a quote unquote better human than other people. Oh my God. It makes me want to scream. I will, I'll say this. I went to a college where People would always play the who's busier than who game. I don't know if you guys ever played that. It's a it's a st- stupid game. I don't know how else to s- describe it. It's not a game at all. It's a game I actually um, identified in my head because I noticed it was almost like everyone was going up to people in their groups, in their one-on-ones, in their teacher relationships, and they were saying, oh my God, oh. I'm so busy this week. I'm working out four times. I'm eating nothing. I'm going to all my classes. I'm in four shows. I'm working on my craft. I'm practicing for four hours a day. I'm doing this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And here's the deal. They would get glorified for it. They would get put on a freaking pedestal for it by the mentors and the higher-ups. And it just killed me to see that killed me to see that and if you weren't someone who was doing all those things and more because you were always trying to outdo the person next to you then you got put lower on the totem pole you didn't get cast in as many shows you didn't get as good as of marks you didn't get put further in the program it disgusts me and it's something I am working so hard and I'm only two years in but god damn it I'm gonna work my life to make sure this happens to overcome this this thought this pattern we've all developed in our head that if I'm not exhausted from working out so much or if I'm not exhausted working on the things that make me quote-unquote happy or a better human if I'm not exhausted from those every day then I clearly didn't work hard enough Mm -mm. mm-mm mm-mm So how do we prevent burnout? 
How do we stop it in its tracks? Now you know what the signs are. You've heard them crystal freaking clear. How do we prevent this? So, number one, and this is probably one of the most important, (laughs) prioritize nourishment. You remember number three was neglecting your own needs and putting everyone else before yours or all the work's needs before your own. This is immediately like, cut it out. Provide so much freaking nourishment that you're filling your cup back up. I think it's so obvious that you cannot pour from an empty cup. It's like the the um, airplane thing. You hear this all the freaking time. But it's like the airplane scenario where when deoxygenation... <laughs> happens and the yellow bags with the face and the stuff falls from the sky and or <laughs> falls from the hood of the airplane and you have to put it on do you always put the kids on first and then you put yours on second of course of course you do you're not selfish you put the kids on before your own you make sure that they're okay you get them a cookie and then you put yours on no you have to put your own freaking mask on first before you put theirs Before you even touch the kid, you have to make sure your mask is on first. Because if you drop unconscious, that kid's fucked. (laughs) So you cannot pour from an empty cup because or else the kid is fucked. (laughs) Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Okay. But when we're feeling burned out, it's because we've been pouring from an empty cup for so long that it's like we're running on those last little bit of fumes and then we power down. Because we have no fuel left. This seems so elementary. And yet most of y'all aren't doing it. So that's why it's number one. Because it's the basic human need that you need to fill. So what does this look like? You can provide physical nourishment. Food. Water. Atmosphere. (laughs) You can move your body. You can get your heart rate up. Your blood flowing. Release that tension that's in your head and let it flow through your body. Let it get out. Get water in your system. I'll tell you guys right now. I actually started getting, uh, and this is thanks to my business partner, Kiana. Um, She has this hilariously large jug of water. And when I say hilariously large, I'm talking, I think it is a full half gallon. It's a gigantic thing. It's got like a little shoulder strap. It's like its own purse. It's ridiculous. And I totally bought one. (laughs) Thanks to Kiana. She gave me a um, beautiful gift card for my birthday. And I was able to get this like super cute. Oh my God, I sound so annoying. I was able to get this like little frost color. And it's a gray little pouch. And it like straps on my back. It's my God. But I am now so freaking good about drinking the amount of water that I drink a day, which is a full gallon. A full gallon of water because I know how important water is for my body. When I started doing this, I started sleeping better instantly. I started waking up better instantly. It's not like a a delayed thing. It was instant. It was like, oh my God, my body felt it so quickly. So make sure you're drinking enough water. She always says in the Voxer group for Lift, which if you guys don't know, it's my membership program that I created with Kiana. It's all about marrying the mind and the body together because they are so not exclusive. If you're wanting mental health and physical health, it is so tied together. So we created this membership program for it. And we have this uh, Voxer community, which is basically like a WhatsApp running uh, conversation for all of us to talk in. And she always will post in there every now and again and go, 10 chugs. And so whenever I hear that, I grab my water bottle, my giant jug, my literal half gallon, my small toddler size of water bottle, and I start chugging 10 chugs because I know how good water is for my body. Food. You guys know this one. When you eat foods that make you feel good, you feel good. Shocking. Now, sometimes one of, one of my favorite speakers always asks, what, will, what food will bless my body today? Or what food will bless my body right now? Will this food bless my body? Now, sometimes that means a nice kale salad with like a beautiful vinaigrette that's so yummy and healthy and it's got all these proteins and vitamins. And sometimes that means I need a freaking donut stat. 
because that will make me feel so good. And in actuality, I actually had donuts on my birthday. And to be frank, I used to worship donuts, like the ground donuts walked on. I used to worship them. And I haven't had them in so long because uh, I actually started working not next to a donut shop. So that definitely had proximity is power for sure. Um, and not only that, but I also started noticing how horrible I felt afterward. But on my birthday, I had a freaking donut and it blessed my body because I was so happy until I fell asleep 30 minutes afterward. <laughs> Sugar crash. But you guys get it. Physical nourishment is something that will physically make you feel better. So what about mental nourishment? This is where we talk about where focus goes, your energy will flow right on after it. Where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on something, work, excessive work, must be better, work, 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 odds are your energy is being that push, 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 harder, harder, harder. So change your focus. Easiest way to change your focus is to change what you're consuming. Listen to a soundtrack or a podcast or an album that you adore that makes you feel so good that you literally can't help but get out of your chair and dance around. Feel good. Focus on learning something different. Stepping away from work. It will not explode. It will not die. You will not die. You can step away from work and go and take your puppy out on a walk or take your cat out on a walk. One of my clients has a, a terrifying cat, terrifying cat. Love him. He's a monster, but he always makes her laugh. Sometimes it's like, you fucking little shit. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, he did the stupidest thing. He did this, this, and this. And then he flipped over and then he stared at me with demon eyes and she just starts laughing. He has been such a great thing to control focus because he obtains all of her focus. He grabs it. So getting something or listening to something, changing something that will change your focus, which will change your energy. This is the easiest way to help your mindset in the moment. And then number three, which is spiritual nourishment. How can you add spiritual nourishment into your life? Getting outside, breathing in air, looking at the trees, feeling oxygen run through your body. Holy crap, it feels so good. What about doing some breathing exercises? YouTube has millions. They're there. Use your resources. Doing some breathing exercises, journaling, writing. You have so many options here. But getting nourishment into your body again, putting yourself first is vital here. Now, to be clear, this is not going and binging a Netflix show. This is not hopping on social media and doom scrolling because be honest, do you feel more or less energized after doing those things? Now, I'm not saying they're bad. Well, maybe doom scrolling. That's pretty bad. I'm not saying you don't deserve a break and like go watch some Netflix every now and again. Of course. But when you're feeling burnout, that's numbing. That's not helping. It's numbing. So number two, the second thing that you can do to prevent burnout is sleeping. Just sleeping, getting a good night's sleep. And to be very clear, getting a good night's sleep starts the night before. Getting a good night's sleep, having an awesome morning routine, having an awesome morning, waking up beautiful and sunshiny and with rainbows coming out of your ass starts the night before. One of the things that I'm working on with actually the majority of my clients right now is getting a consistent nightly routine, which will then make their morning routine effortless. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got some options that will help you get to the next level. First, I have a free five-day mindset makeover to help you gain the mindset tools that will last a lifetime. Get yours in the link below and you can start today. Now, if physical and mental health is more your jam and you need some major accountability to move forward with your goals, I have a membership community, Lift, that will be right up your alley. Learn more by clicking Lift below. However, 
if you want the cream of the crop, high-touch one-on-one support, and if you want to create some massive change in your life, then my one-on-one coaching program is just for you. Click the discovery call link below to schedule a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me. Now, back to the episode. So what does this look like for you right now? If you are someone who has issues sleeping, if you have issues getting to bed at a certain time, your number one priority is to create consistency. Consistency is king, especially when it comes to sleeping. Our bodies, when we don't have a normal sleep schedule, and I'm not talking about like, oh, I fluctuate between like, you know, one hour. That's about like the range. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about three, four hours. That throws off our circadian rhythm and makes our body be like, I don't know when I'm supposed to be awake, when I'm supposed to be asleep. It makes us fall asleep at weird times, makes us feel sleepy at weird times. So creating consistency, that's going to look different for every single human being. Listen to this because it totally depends on your internal circumstances and your external circumstances. So just create that consistency. Creating a sleep routine will help your sleep more than I can ever say, (laughs) ever, period. Number three, and this is a big one, but using stress to your advantage. How can we do that? What are you talking about, Nicole? Stress is bad. Stress equals bad. Yes, bad stress is bad. The stress of like, oh my God, the world's on fire. If I don't get this one project done right now, everyone's going to hate me. Everyone's going to fail. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself and then I'm going to feel really stressed and then it's going to be really hard to get this thing done because it's hard to see clearly and I can't think clearly because I'm focusing on all the pressure I'm putting on myself. Who did I just at? I have a feeling it's one of you or all of you. But that is bad stress. It's the putting insane amounts of pressure on ourselves. The good stress is the stress of, I must get this done. I must find a way. A must find a way. Not in a push way. Again, in a pulled way, there's huge difference. If you're in the, I must find a way to get this done because this is something I'm so passionate about. I'm so excited for. It's still stress. It's still pressure. But it's a good stress. It's a clear, it's a focused, it's a driven forward stress. So it does not mean that if you're in bad stress, you can't change it to good. All it takes is changing your language, changing your language. What are the things that you are saying? What are the patterns? What are the specific words that you're saying that are making it way more heightened in drama than it ever needs to be? Yes, I see you. I hear you. I know this pattern. I used to live in this pattern of making things feel way more dramatic and way more hard than they ever were. And it made me so stressed all the freaking time. And I never got anything done. And if I did, I was exhausted afterward. All we need to do is change that dramatic heightened language and bring it back down to reality. I did an entire podcast episode on changing your language from really heightened to not so heightened. (laughs) And I use the example of I'm pissed off to I'm peeved. (laughs) It's hard to say peeved without laughing. (laughs) So what are some words in that moment that you can switch that will lessen the drama, that will make you giggle a little bit? And once you've come back to that neutral then you can say, how can I find a way through this? How can I find a way through this? What's my next step forward? What's my first step? Remember, our brain is programmed to answer questions. And if you're in a heightened state of stress, it's probably because you're asking some pretty awful questions, some pretty stressful questions, some pretty life and death questions. But if you bring it back down to that neutral, You come back to reality and then you ask yourself, what is one thing I can do to move this forward? What is one thing I can do right now to move this forward? One thing. That will help so much and that will get you into the good stress. You follow? Then four, second to last one. 
getting back to your why. I talk about this literally all the time and I will keep talking about it until I am blue in the face because I see the power every single day about what it looks like to get back to your why. When we're in burnout, it is because we have completely lost track of our why. We've completely lost track of why am I here to do this? It's when you get disassociated. It's when you withdraw, like we were talking about earlier. When you get back to the purpose, the meaning behind why you're doing this. And here's a great example here. A lot of people get burned out at their day jobs or at their job, depending on what you're doing. I know that when I was waitressing for many, 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 many years, I would get so burnt out after like a half of a shift. I would complain about my feet. I would complain about my back. I'd complain, I'm fucking 80 years old. I would complain about the people I was working with. I'd complain about the customers because they were being rude. But in actuality, when I got back to my why, why am I here in the first place? Oh yeah, right now I'm getting a business off the ground. Right now, I need to pay my bills somehow, and this just happens to be the easiest way that I can do it right now. And so when I got back to the why, why is this something that I'm doing? Why am I even freaking here? If it's to pay your bills and create a financial cushion for yourself, you better freaking be so grateful because especially now, that is not universal. That is something to be extremely grateful for. If you have a consistent, steady, or even just consistent income, be kissing the ground that money walks on. Because you getting mad at your day job is not bringing more money into you. I'm sorry. It's not. Money that does not feel like it wants to um, be appreciated will not stick around, ever. When you get back into your why, why are you doing this in the first place? Maybe it's a big project you have for work and maybe you're so burnt out. You're like, oh my God, I can't open my eyes anymore. I can't focus on this project. I'm trying to be perfect on it and it's just not looking good. It's not sounding good. I can't imagine everyone's gonna be so disappointed in me. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's just like uh, the whole world's on fire. Slow down. Come back and remind yourself why you were doing this in the first place. Maybe you raised your hand in a meeting. This project was something that you were like, oh, I can do that. I can do that really well and show my commitment to this industry, to this business, to this company. And maybe that means I get to go forward a little in my career. Get back to that. Maybe it's a project that you believe in that you're excited for, that you're excited to create and bring to the table, but you just let the doing get in the way. Get back to the why. Get back to the why. Now, what if you are burnt out in all areas of your life? It feels almost like mundane existence is surrounding you. Every single area. It's not like you can really find a why in all the areas, right? What's your why? You, you, breathing, listening to this podcast, absorbing my voice. What is your reason for being on this planet? You have one. You might think I'm sounding super woo-woo right now, and to be honest, I kind of am, but I believe when we tap into why we were here, you maybe not don't know the answer to this yet, and that's okay, but start asking it, because if you ask And you say universe, God, creation, spiritual being, world, sky. Hey, listen up. I've got a question for you. What's my purpose here? If you ask, you will get an answer. I'll tell you, I was actually listening to an interview with um, uh, Sarah Blakely, the inventor of Spanx, which, (laughs) y'all, this woman's a badass. She is the youngest female self-made billionaire, that's with a B, friends, self-made billionaire ever, period. Oh, God, she's so cool. But she was talking about this exact question. 
She threw her hands up in the air and she was just like, I know I'm here for a reason, but I have no idea what the frick it is. So tell me, what is it? And she waited two years to get an answer. So don't expect the universe to work on your timetable, okay? It's not going to. It works on its own. But when you get that answer, holy mackerel, your life will change. But you will never get an answer unless you ask. And it'll start coming to you in little bits and pieces. What's your reason for being here? Now, what if you already know, but you haven't lived it yet? Amazing. Here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity to start thinking about how can I live into this purpose, into this mission mission, every day, once a day, all the time, <laughs> once a week, once a month, something. Start small, but start. Period. Get into your why. Remember, we've talked about your why is your purpose. And with, pers- pur- <laughs> and with purpose, you get persistence. You don't have burnout when you're in persistence. Let me tell you, friends. When you're in pushing, when you're in shoving, when you're in forcing yourself into this new existence or into this project or into this exhaustion, yeah, you're gonna hit a wall. But when you're in persistence... That's a whole different ballgame. And then last but not least, you gotta, please hear me on this, you gotta ask for help from anyone. Hopefully someone who you vibe with. Hopefully someone you don't um, (laughs) disagree with or your values aren't similar. But ask for help from someone. Now, here's the deal. A lot of us are asking for help from people who are not living at the level of life that we want to be living at because they're safe answers. They will say things that will make us feel good because guess what? We've been doing them for years. Numbing with Netflix. Drinking till you're drunk and blacked out. Resting, quote unquote, but then beating yourself up for not doing shit. There is so much power in asking for help from people who are living at the level you want to be at. Seriously. If you want to stop feeling burnt out, do not ask for help from someone who lives life constantly in burnout. Don't do it. Seriously. So start asking for help from people who know this area. Yes, I'm including myself in here because I'm damn good at this topic. But also, you can ask for help in ways of therapy, in ways of a mentor or someone who you admire. And you can also ask for help, not verbally, but by absorbing people who are playing at that level. Podcasts, interviews, listening to their audiobooks. Whatever it is, but listening and absorbing and allowing yourself to feel like you are being mentored in some way. I will tell you, when I am working with a coach, (laughs) I actually work with two coaches all the time, but when I'm working with even one of them, I don't feel burned out because I have someone guiding me. I have someone helping me. I saw a study recently that said, 95% of the reason we do not follow through is because we don't have accountability. When you have accountability, you're 95% more likely to follow through and change something and follow through and go after something, follow through and create something. The reason to bring this into your life, the reason to bring someone who's a mentor, someone who's a guide, someone who's a coach, bring it into your life is because when you have guidance you're going to start playing at a different level for many reasons. One, you're, you're absorbing a different energy. When you are hanging out with people, we talked about this last week with Tori, when you're hanging out with people, you change, whether that's for the bad or for the better. doesn't matter, but you're changing whenever you're hanging out with someone. So choose who you hang out with so wisely, especially the people who are in your core core, core, core people shape who you are. 
So ask for help. Invite someone into that core that's going to completely shake you up. (laughs) That's going to completely help you do something totally different than you've ever done before. Because here's the deal. A lot of the reason, a lot of us are, you know, in this pattern of, okay, I'm starting a new project. I'm starting a new thing. I'm going after something. I have an idea. I have a spark of creation, a spark of ambition. You go after it full force, all or nothing. Put all your energy, everything, 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 everything into it. You get burned out. You numb with Netflix, with doom scrolling, with taking a bath, but it actually stresses you out more and you quote unquote feel like you should have been relaxing. And then you go back to mundane. And then you get the spark of creation. You do, 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 do. It's a cycle. But what happens when you get a mentor, a coach, Some it's someone breaking that cycle. They say, do something different. Because clearly what you're doing is getting you the same freaking results. And a lot of us can't see this. It's a few, that's like five steps in that cycle, five or six. If we're in that cycle, if we're living that cycle constantly, our brain doesn't deem it as important, so it doesn't make us pay attention to it. It's in our subconscious mind. It's in our literal, like, don't pay attention to this habit brain. Our brain loves to be on autopilot. When we're in autopilot, we don't know anything that's happening around us because we don't need to. We don't need to spend the mental capacity looking for these things. And yet a lot of us are asking why we're unhappy, why we're burnt out, why we're tired, why we're not going after our dreams. It's because you're not seeing your patterns. So have someone come in. By the way, this is something I am literally trained and find a lot of expertise in, is coming in and seeing your patterns and shearing it off and breaking it into a new thing. It's called a pattern interrupt. It can be in anything, but doing something different than what you've been doing. So ask for help. There's a reason why 70% of my clients maybe more, actually, come to me, definitely more, actually, I'd say 90, definitely 90%, would come to me feeling burnt out, exhausted, unsure of what to do. And then I look at their pattern and they go, oh, I get it. I've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. We share it off. We break away from the pattern try something different. It's different based off of who you are. I wish I could cover all of them in this podcast, but unfortunately that would take eons. So if you're interested in a personal one, please utilize that free 30-minute session. It's there. It's there for you. It's there for you to realize what this pattern is and what you can do differently. It's so valuable, but it's the greatest thing to see someone realize, oh my God, I've been in my same old BS been living the same old pattern and then try something different and it's like, whoa, my whole life just changed. It's that powerful. So ask for help. Ask for help from someone who can call you out on that pattern, someone who can see what you're doing that your brain is not allowing you to see. So important. So important. Just to recap, these five things are first, Number one, putting nourishment first, spiritually, physically, mindful nourishment. You can do this in so many different ways, but putting yourself first, filling up that cup first, putting the oxygen mask on first. You cannot keep pouring from an empty cup. I don't care if you think you're Superman. Stop pouring from an empty cup because it's getting you nowhere. Two, sleep. Dear freaking Lord, sleep. I just go to bed at a consistent time. Wake up at a consistent time. It's not going to be an overnight success. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to take a few weeks of getting used to it. But the time to start is now because the, oh, the difference is astronomical. Oh my God. I cannot stress this one enough. Start now. Reap the rewards later. Number three. Using stress to your advantage. Remember, asking those tiny forward momentum questions. What is one thing that I can do that will move this project forward right now? Right now. 
moving forward rather than stressing out and being a ball of energy in the past or in the present, or at least what you think is the present. Our brains love, love to make it feel like dementors are all around us, sucking our soul out, reliving our worst nightmares, when in reality, there's no dementors. We are probably not in Azkaban. We're in our rooms. We're making things life and death. When in actuality, it's one foot in front of the other. That was a weird analogy, but I'm so glad you're here with me. (laughs) Number four is getting back to your why. Purpose, purpose, purpose. Who are you? Why were you put on this earth? Why did you start this project? Why did you start this job? Why did you start this journey? Why? Getting back to that will so help feel, will so help with curating any kind of momentum you feel like you've been lacking, any kind of motivation you feel like has left your body forever. And then last but not least, number five, ask for help. Ask for help, period. It is one of the most powerful things that you can do as a human being. It is not weak. It is so strong. Oh my God. Oh, I can't, I can't. I'll do an entire episode on that someday. It is so strong to ask for help. So do it. Stop believing that you are Superman or Superwoman or Superhuman. Stop Stop believing that you're a superhuman and that you can do it all on your own and somehow that makes you more noble. Stop buying into that bullshit. It's not real. That is something we've created, but everyone needs help. We are human beings. We are put on this earth to be with each other, to be connected to each other, to utilize the strengths of another person. You are not superhuman If you do it on your own, you probably just spent about 4,000 times longer actually getting to the destination you wanted to get to, when in actuality, you could have asked for help, learned from someone who got there, and and cut it down to days, moments even. There have been things that I tried to work on for years on my own, years on my own. And I hired a coach. This is my life coach for this one. She had one session with me. I was in freaking tears. I was crying. I was like, oh my God, my life has so much meaning. And I left that in that destination that I was trying to get to from one call, one call with her because she knew exactly how to get me from A to B. When in actuality, I knew what I wanted in B. I knew I was at A, but I had no idea the in-between. I had no idea the roadmap. And she laid it out for me flat. Another example with my business coach. (laughs) Oh my God. I can say so many different examples of this. But she literally, I was trying to get um, more speaking gigs. I was trying to get more opportunities to talk and to um, be in front of people and to do what I love with this communication and for teaching and getting to connect with people and talk to them and learn about what's going on in their heads. And she, we had our like third session. She gave me four, it's a four-step process. She's awesome. She gave me like a spreadsheet. She gave me all the stuff for it. And within that week, I had three podcasts booked. Not my podcast, not guests on my podcast. I had three spots on other people, people's podcasts booked because she knew how to do it. And I had no idea. I didn't know how to contact people. I didn't know what to say. She literally gave me a freaking spreadsheet and she, it was perfect. And now I'm so excited. I get to do very similar things with my clients. I've actually gotten very much into the, the worksheet, the spreadsheet, the Google Docs with them. Um, because sometimes it's really that simple. It's our brains are not letting us see A to B, the steps in between. It just knows we desperately want B, but oh, we're not enough to achieve B. We're not, we're not that superhuman. We're not good enough. Sometimes it takes someone to literally look you in the face and say, stop it. Here's what's going on. Here's what you're not seeing. Try this and see what happens. And I tell you, the results are insane. One of my clients, 
got out of her head. She was, she was someone who was always very nervous about what other people were thinking and making sure that she was trying to be the best for everyone. <laughs> Sound familiar? And she started trusting her own voice. And this wasn't as spreadsheet. This was over numerous sessions. But we started noticing these patterns. And once she started speaking up for herself, opportunities flooded her way. Financial opportunities, mental opportunities, spiritual opportunities, teaching opportunities, career opportunities, dreams were coming literally with the floodgates freaking open because she got over this big belief that was going on in her head. It is 80% psychology, guys. 20% of going after what you want, whether it's finances, career, a dream, a health goal, whatever it is, 20% of it is freaking mechanics. There are mechanics everywhere. Not like tinker, tinker on your car. I'm talking like mechanics, strategy. You can go on YouTube and find out how to start a podcast, but for some reason, maybe you haven't done it. Why? Psychology. Because the psychology part, that 80% is so powerful, it will either launch us forward or halt us. So having someone being able to call out your psychology is invaluable. Invaluable. (laughs) Rant concluded. (laughs) You guys, I love you so much. If you are experiencing burnout right now, please reach out to me. I have those free calls for a reason because I want you to be able to get help now. I want you to be able to get results and steps and no matter what, whether you sign on as a client with me or not, I want you to be able to leave that call having an action step, a, a something that you can do to step forward no matter what because you deserve it. You deserve This beautiful life that you've been wanting, that you've been dreaming about, that you know is out there for you, but for some reason, you haven't stepped forward. I urge you to step forward with me. If this episode was helpful for you, or if you know someone who's been experiencing burnout or who has had a pattern with burnout, please share this episode with them. Send them a text. Share this episode with them. Let them get this information too. This is a free podcast for a reason. I want people to have this information in abundance. Or share this on social media. Tag me if you do, please, at Life Coach Baker. I want to repost it and celebrate the freaking crap out of you because you're amazing. <laughs> you guys, I love you so much. I'll talk to you so soon. And please, if this was powerful, use it. Use it. Use it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.